Welcome to episode 27 of Digging Holes with Dusty Tunnel. And I am whispering because I'm doing this in my living room and I don't want to wake my roommate up. And uh, that's why I sound like this. Get over it, dude. Um, Episode 27, we're doing it. We're freaking doing it, dude. Um, This is a really good one. It's, um, I'll get, get into it in a second. Um, I just got back a few days ago from Seattle, um, and I've been very busy since then. Uh, I did some shows in Seattle and officiated my brother's wedding. I think I went over that in the last episode, and that was a blast. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I got back, and then um, a couple days later, I did uh, the Good Bar show with J. Patrick McCoy and Clint Bashir, and um, that was a lot of fun. I was uh, happy to get back and still be doing an you know, doing comedy shows, um, and then the next day, yesterday, uh, did the comedy store in Hollywood, and fucking murdered, dude, I had such a good set, it's one of the best I've had in a while, and, um, pretty excited about it, I think, I'm hoping that it opens up some opportunities for, uh, some other things, um, and I don't know if I mentioned this, um, I got accepted to the Sacramento Comedy Festival and Portland Comedy Festival. Those kind of overlap, so I'm going to be bouncing from Portland straight straight over to Sacramento uh, the early part of October. So, um, dude, if you're in those areas, freaking come check it out. I'm I'm going to do well, I think. Or like maybe I won't do well, and then you should still come check it out. I don't really know. Um, really looking forward to it to doing those though and um and i just got uh offered an opportunity to do the brea improv in uh towards the end of october so things are happening dude i'm riding this wave uh it's i'm feeling pretty good about it i hope that it continues um i am a little bit worn out right now uh i feel like i'm spread a little bit thin but that's okay because um i'm gonna have a couple days i think to kind of chill out and uh rest up a little bit, not be such a booze guy, boozy booze guy. That's how fried my brain is right now. I can't even come up with words, but it's been really good. Um, and then let's, yeah, let's get into this episode. It's with, uh, it's with a pilot of a jet airplane and he flies, um, uh, well, I was confused. I kept saying private, but, uh, you know, apparently it's like corporate is the right word or something, but, um, he flies uh, and has flown like celebrities and very rich people around in a in a jet airplane, and um, he kind of talks about um, uh, you know the process of becoming a pilot and um, going all the way up to being a captain of an, a jet airplane, and um, gives us some stories of uh, things that have happened on jet airplanes with rich people, rich and famous people. Couldn't get him to name names, and that's understandable, but uh, I'll go ahead and just, I'll make up names in my mind. The stories that he tells, I'll just apply them to whoever I want to, uh, whatever celebrity I want to, and that'll be the story in my brain. And you do the same, and maybe uh, we can talk about who we picked to be our celebrities sometime. Uh, but this is uh, this man's name is Patrick McPartland. Um, uh, he's actually a really funny guy. Uh, 
tells a lot of funny jokes in, in the podcast and gives a lot of really good information. And it was kind of nice to switch it up from just doing comedians all the time. Um, I love talking to comedians. Um, some of my favorite conversations have been with comedians, but, uh, I just kind of wanted to switch it up and do something different. And, uh, this was really cool. I think, um, I think you're going to like it. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, this is Patrick McPartland. And actually there is further ado because I need to plug his Instagram, which is awesome. He's an awesome Instagram and, um, he takes these amazing pictures from like way, way up in the sky and you should check it out. It's a position and hold all one word on Instagram. Uh, give him a follow. Um, and, uh, without any more further ado, this is Patrick McPartland. recording <laughs> it's definitely picking up that you definitely want to hit the record button but uh we did this for a while and then found out yeah a little disappointing yeah no i think um i think that water sound in the in the background will be good it'll be soothing yeah it's tranquil but um people are definitely gonna have to pee soon i don't know how long value can keep peeing into that bowl to keep that sound going isn't it interesting how we started this and we just started talking like this like this isn't <laughs> how we're talking <laughs> <laughs> that's how i talk on a day-to-day basis i don't know about you <laughs> you start listening to yourself in in like a headphones on a microphone you're just like hey well dude i mean think about it i wear these headphones probably more than i don't most of the time oh do you oh yeah do you wear them while you're piloting 99 percent of the time and let me tell you uh with this new airplane which we'll get into this later in the in the podcast but mm, we'll see maybe yeah. uh <laughs> I fly with a guy that's 65 years old, so he prefers to have the headphones on because his hearing's not so good. But with these new airplanes, um, like the one we just got, it's so quiet up there that yeah, you don't need headphones at all. When you're down lower, you do, but not not when you're up high. Really? Yeah. And it's a jet airplane. That it is. In fact... Um, Historically, they're loud, and like when you're sitting in the cockpit? Well, yeah. Think about it. You got air going past you at 700 miles an hour. With mm-hmm. the only thing separating you is some, not steel, it's aluminum or some composite. So, yeah, it gets pretty loud. Yeah, that's fast. That's pretty fast. Yeah, 700 miles an hour. It depends on the temperature. Yeah. But yeah. What is the speed limit around here? <laughs> <laughs> it's like 60? Six, what, 65? Well, they do have speed limits in the air. Oh, do they? Oh, really? yeah. Do they have signs? Well... <laughs> I guess that all <laughs> depends. That all depends on what you mean by a sign. But yes, there are indications in your uh, cockpit to tell you. Oh, okay. Do they have a uh, highway patrol? Negative. Okay. <laughs> well, you know that's funny that you say that too because now they do with ADSB. They absolutely do have highway patrol. What is that? It's something that was mandated. A piece of equipment that was mandated in January one of twenty twenty. But most aircraft have it now. That allows air traffic control to basically click your little icon on their radar screen and it'll tell them how fast you're going, what settings you have in your autopilot, what heading you have selected, and and a number of different things so they know exactly what you're doing. So if they say, 
we need you to slow to 270 knots to this arrival, which happens all the time. And before you could cheat, you can do 300 knots because how would they know? Now they know. Oh, that's now interesting. They know what you've selected. So uh, it, is there a reason why um, they limit your speed when you're not like uh, arriving, like when you're not getting ready to land? I mean... I'm sure the the airplane probably can only handle a certain speed, right? It's, it has nothing to do with that. That is correct. The airplane can handle certain speeds, but what air traffic control needs never even comes close to what your airplane can do. Okay. What they are looking for are speeds that create separation between other arriving aircraft. So if they have a uh, hundred aircrafts coming into one airport from all different directions, and they need to sequence them in certain arrival sequences. Uh, okay. So it's like a scheduling thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They call it metering. Uh, they meter you, but that's only to the bigger airports. Okay. But when you're on a, so when you're on a private plane, you still have like, um, I guess it makes sense that it, they would do it this way, but you still have to like be scheduled or have a sp- like arrive at a specific time. No, oh, no, okay. not necessarily. Cause Sometimes, that's what you do, right? You're private. Correct. Well, corporate. Yeah. Corporate. Okay. Corporate pilot. Yeah. So, they have certain airports, depending on how busy they are or how many arrivals they expect or departures they expect, will run what they call a flow program, which will limit when you can take off and when you're going to land based on your flight plan, your flight plan speed and altitude. But it's very uncommon unless you're flying into those airports like JFK or Aspen in the winter or LA it's usually only when there's bad weather or very high traffic times like Miami on spring break. Oh, okay. Or something to that effect. Huh? But typically speaking, they don't care what you do. You file your flight plan. You say, Hey, I'm going to fly at this altitude. I'm going to fly at this airspeed. I'm going to get there at this time. And you go. And if it changes, you just change it. It takes about, five minutes on a iPhone. It's not even that. It's like two minutes on an iPhone to change your flight plan and resubmit it. And hmm. that's it. Oh, that's interesting. Are you fat fact checking all this valiant? We have thumbs up. senior analyst valiant Lee here. Yeah. Fact checking. Uh, heli- helicopter pilot. Um, probably knows nothing about fixed wing stuff. That's right. Probably knows nothing about anything really. Well, he doesn't he, have a he, he doesn't have a microphone, does. so we can say literally anything we want about him, and he can't uh, he can't defend himself. So. He has a really long arm, though. I feel like he could probably reach over and grab this microphone, and depending on how many of those beers he pounds in the next ten minutes, that might actually happen. Oh yeah, he's a he's a pounder. He's in, that's in what they call him. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they call him. <laughs> in the air aeronautical. All right, we'll move on. Um, <laughs> how long have we'll, you we'll, been? We'll, we'll, we'll how, fix that in post. Yeah, no, I I always say, oh, I'll just edit that out, but I I literally do almost no editing unless like you say the n word. Um, no. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, and even sometimes if you do, I leave it in. Well, so it's, it's all about like views, you know, yeah, like well, listenership. On if it was funny or not. When Dude, said. that's true. Yeah. Um, and not to be mean or anything, but you look like you've said it a time or two. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is that because I'm wearing a white shirt no, and a, a white hood? <laughs> no, this is a serious podcast, so let's uh, let's keep it serious. Um, Super serious. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been a pilot? I've been flying since 2001. Um, that's, that's not true, actually. I've been flying since 99. 
and yeah. uh, I got raided in 2001. Oh, okay. Um, and that's a so that's an instrument rating. Well, there's lots of different ratings. You start out with a private pilot rating. Okay. And that allows you, without getting too technical, it allows you to fly a single-engine airplane or a multi-engine airplane, if that's what you did your, your rating in, in good weather with no clouds during the day, pretty okay. much. And so it's very basic. It's your entry-level pilot's license. Sounds safe. From there, you go to your instrument rating. And that's where you learn how to fly the airplane through weather, clouds, without being able to see. And that's when you really get a true appreciation for the machine you're piloting. And it's it's very difficult. It's especially coming from a private pilot license where all you learned were the basics to jump into all of the rules and regulations of flying IFR instrument rated um, and knowing your aircraft and its systems and the way it behaves better. Oh, okay. So, um, so when you say 99, you started out with just your private... That's when I started my flight training. You're okay. Okay. Yeah. And then Did I, you go through a school or like a flight? Um, oh, what are, like a what do they call it? Um, a flight academy. Yeah, flight academy, and then they have um, like things. So there's so many yeah, ways of here. doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, had, I've had I had two beers before I got here, so I'm just, but, and and also uh, other excuses. I got so, you, man. Don't yeah, worry about it. I appreciate it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to hear about those other excuses later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, there's multiple ways of doing it. You can do it by yourself, by buying your own airplane, finding a flight instructor, and hiring him to go and teach you. There are a lot of people are doing that now because it's the most effective, cheap, and effective way of doing it. You can go buy an airplane for $20,000 and do your flight training, a lot of your flight training in it, and then sell it for $20,000, and now okay. all you paid for was fuel and an instructor. I did it uh, kind of... It was kind of weird how I did it. I, I started out by going to a flight school in Reno and learning how to fly after I got about 100 hours in an airplane just from a buddy who had one and got me interested. And I'm like, hey, I could probably pick up a chick with this thing. So I decided to go to a flight did school. Did that happen? Uh, not yet. Okay. Yeah, to All be right. continued. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, so then I went to a flight school, did the flight school thing. <coughs> Pardon me. Yeah, stop doing that. Yeah, I'll that. try. Just, no, I'll cut it out, but I won't. Though, so okay, wonderful. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's what the people are really looking for. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. Is the coughs. Um, they like their pilots to have a good, solid, uh, like medical sounding cough. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. not yeah. alarming at all, is yeah. it? Yeah. As I'm holding my vodka too. Yeah. Um, you want to go fly later? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> so. I did it with doing it with a buddy who had an airplane and kind of getting about 100 hours, and it wasn't loggable. I didn't have a student pilot certificate, although I could have, and I realized that later on down the road and had that be legitimate flight time, but I didn't. And then I decided to go to a flight school and learn how to fly. And it's not a flight school like you'd think, like with double doors and you go in and sit in the classroom. It's not like that. You just go to your local airport, and there's people that – own a couple airplanes and their flight instructors and all bam their flight school. So I did that for my uh, private pilot training. Then I moved back to Provo, Utah, went to college at UVU and BYU and decided to get a degree in aviation. And so I did it through an academic school at that point. 
and got through my private pi I'm sorry, my instrument rating and my commercial rating and then graduated there, moved out here to Southern California and continued my training to get my multi-engine instructor, my instrument instructor, my seaplane instructor, and ultimately the ATP, which is what most people think a commercial license is, but it's, oh, okay. it's an ATP license. Airline is, transport. Is there pilot. like a commercial license and an ATP license? Right, yeah. The commercial oh, okay. pilot license. Basically, what it does is it allows you to charge people for your services. Oh. <clears throat> and it's very, it, it, it's, it's right in the middle of your training. So it's nowhere near commercial flying, like for a, a airline or a corporate or any, anything like that. Back in the day, 50 years ago, with a commercial license, you could be a first officer for an airline, but that's all changed now. So. It's, oh. they've got this license called the ATP, Airline Transport Pilot License. And it's technically really not even a license, it's a certificate. And with that certificate, then you So then, then you basically are working through a company where like it sounds like a commercial license, you could be more like an independent contractor type of deal? Yeah, or, or you can go fly a plane that's towing banners. And basically, it's oh, just you, okay, can, you can fly and somebody can pay you for that. Okay. If you have just your private pilot and instrument rating and you don't have commercial rating, you cannot accept money for your flying. Hmm. It's like being a collegiate athlete. I don't know much about athletes, but that sounds right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I actually, oh, don't. I actually checker? don't know. Is that, is that yeah. true, Valiant? Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we got an affirmative <laughs> Thank you, Valiant. on that. Yeah. Thank you. Glad, I'm glad we got it. <laughs> Opened a new beer. All right. Way to go, buddy. Um doesn't want any of my kombucha. That's fine. Uh, you're I don't from even know what kombucha is, but it sounds kombucha fun to is say. fermented tea. Is that really a thing? Yeah. Can you ferment anything? Uh, anything with nipples? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I have nipples. Can you, Can you ferment, ferment me? You? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Give me 25 minutes and a Google search, and I'll get it done, dude. Yeah. I don't even. You're from Utah. I am from Utah. Born and raised. Uh, what town would you say earlier? Is that the town? Well, you're from? uh, the, basically Pro- Salt Lake City. No, Provo oh, okay. is where I went to school. Provo. Okay. I was born and raised in a little town called West Jordan, which is not so little anymore, which is a suburb of Salt Lake City. Oh, okay. A beautiful place if you ever get a chance to go. Yeah. A lot of people love Salt Lake City. Oh, it's great. It's, it's wonderful. A lot of interesting people. Come there from are, Salt Lake City. and there are more and more interesting <laughs> people as time goes by. It's not people. the Mormon town that it's all rumored to be. Oh, really? Definitely not. It was when I was growing it's up. It's Dry there. Town, though, right? No. Dry City? No? No, absolutely not. Oh, it's not? No. No. Is it dry sometimes? No, no. So what the law is, what I think you're you're going for here is on Sundays. I mean, I've Sundays, seen SLC Punk, so I don't know. I'm pretty uh, educated. On Sundays, you're not allowed to buy alcohol at a retailer. Oh, okay. But you can still go to the bar and get it. Okay, so you just stock up before Sunday. That's right, yeah. Home. You just got you got to be a planner, which is also part of the Utah way of doing things. That's actually, you know, I think that's a lot of what society needs nowadays is they need planners. Yeah, that's why that's why Boy Scouting is so important in Salt Lake. <laughs> <laughs> to teach you responsibility of planning. <laughs> um, I feel like that's a whole other rabbit hole to go down. But well, it is, but yeah, that's we'll fine. say that for a future podcast. Yeah. Were you a Mormon growing yes. up? Yes. Yeah. Are you now? No. 
were you it was there like a um like a procedure or a ritual that you had to go through to get out of it like uh, did you have to get kicked in the stomach <laughs> several times uh, okay. no uh it it's really just a personal choice okay. um and you decide hey i'm not want to affiliate myself with this group of people and there wasn't any one particular thing that did it it's just that when i moved away i fell away yeah. from the teachings and I learned about alcohol and <laughs> sex, and I like both very, very much. Yeah. So, what about caffeine? Caffeine is a must for me. But yeah, so oddly enough, a lot of people think that Mormons aren't allowed to have caffeine, and that's not true. They're just encouraged not to because they don't. They encourage their members to stay away from anything that can be potentially addictive. Oh. And caffeine is an addictive substance. So sugar and porn are out too. Porn's definitely out. Okay. And sugar, yeah, actually, they, they they recommend staying away from large amounts of sugar. But anything's good in moderation, right? Yeah, I mean, except for maybe the porn. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that earlier. I don't know. If, yeah, yeah, I I actually don't know if uh, there's any such thing as moderated porn, but that's fine. Well, that's yeah, it's fine. called clean flicks. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, that's actually our that's new sponsor. Thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a great segue. <laughs> yeah, Brought so go to you, Mike. Yeah, go to cleanflix.com, promo code diggingholes, <laughs> and get 10% off. I feel like the word fudge needs to be thrown in here somewhere. Yeah, do it, dude. Um, you do it. No, I'm good. No, you just did it. Just so did. it doesn't matter. But yeah, Utah's a great place, and I highly encourage anybody that likes the outdoors um, to check out Utah. And mm. the great thing about Utah, and trust me, I travel a lot of places, a, a lot. That's, that's what I do for a living. Um, Utah is truly one of those locations you can go to any time of the year, and it's going to be beautiful oh, any cool. time of the year, and you're going to have a good time any time of the year, and there's things to do outdoors any time of the year. There's um, I, I work with a lot of surgeons, and there's a, there's a handful that have places in Utah because, oh. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess that seems like a thing. It, well, um, it is because... Very outdoorsy place, right? Like, if you like outdoorsy stuff. Yeah, you go up in the mountains, Park City, Heber, and yeah. it's... It used to be 20 years ago, if you were a surgeon and you had a lot of money, you'd go buy a place in Aspen. But that's crowded. It's hard to get in and out of um, during the winter. So now people are finding that, oh, Utah's property's much more affordable. It's pretty. The lifts are in the mountains are just as nice to ski or snowboard. And so they go over there. Plus, the film festival brought a lot of attention. Yeah. Um, sunset. Mm-hmm. Film festival, yeah. Uh, more and more, it seems like every year I have friends that are going. It gets to, larger and larger every year. Yeah, and it's yeah. a great time if you've ever had the chance to go out there. I recommend. It's it. like freezing, right? Isn't it in December no, or something? No, it's. I think it's or January in or? October. Fact checker, do you have your phone? It's it's. Can you? It's can in you the fall. I don't. Why I feel like there's not, not any checking. snow. <laughs> <laughs> but I could be wrong. But it's it's great. I've been there twice, and both times I was there, I ran into celebrities that uh, did not. Um, they didn't recognize you. No, no not That's only did they bullshit. recognize me, but but they didn't uh, disappoint in disappointing me. Oh, so, so they didn't <laughs> disappoint in disappointing you, right? Yeah. Oh, exactly. they were terrible people. Yeah. Well, you know, most I well. And I just stuff. hate like the more. Um, well, you know, I love comedy, and actually, I've grown to uh, appreciate. A lot of comedians in San Diego. I was really intimidated when I first got into the scene, um, and I kind of thought everyone was a douchebag. But it turns out there's actually most of them are really cool. But there are a handful that are like 
even with just a little bit of like San Diego cred, not even they're not even world famous or, you know, like celebrities at all. Man, the egos grow in a hurry sometimes. Oh, so. man. Don't That'll be that. a great thing to have on this podcast. Egos? Well, like the nice thing is the only people that listen to this podcast are like comedians in San Diego, so that'll be perfect. That's and perfect my mother. To, and your mom. Yeah, yeah. she's going to listen. Yeah. Is she? Yeah. yeah, she's going to hear you say fuck, dude. Oh, that's okay. I'm sure she's Is there. she still Mormon? Uh, No. No? That okay. is a negative. Is that something that we can delve into? or? Uh, Probably not, because okay. I don't know enough to really give you. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. But she's, she's cool. I think so. Okay. I don't really talk to her, to be honest. With oh, you. really? Yeah, it, it was it was a bad joke that I, I regret saying now because we've gone down this. Oh, road yeah. I can't I mean, really that's answer right. So on. let's. So she's not really going to listen to this. All right. So what's your relationship <laughs> with your mom like? Uh, we don't have to talk about it. No, it's fine. Know. It's, it's yeah. It's, Is it's that really a, not exciting? It's not that I don't want to talk about it. It's I feel like people would probably click next episode. When we start talking about. Oh, that. so it would be like every other episode. That's. <laughs> 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 perfect um, no we don't have to talk about it but um, yeah so uh, but just to echo going back to what you said about the celebrity douchebag thing and I, I believe that's true i believe that once you get to know them that probably generally speaking they're all very nice people the problem is and and i have a little bit of empathy for them is they get so many people just bombarding them all the time that they yeah that they can't right. they can't allow themselves to to let anybody get to know them much less a stranger asking for an autograph. So they have to have this wall, which is what we see. Yeah. Is, is the wall. I think, uh, I think that's probably right. I think that it's probably a combination. Um, I mean, everybody's different too. So, uh, some people get a little bit of power or fame and I think they probably let it go to their head. And that's, has nice that happened yet? Dusty to, to me? You? Yeah, absolutely. Dude. I know that you're a huge hit in San Diego. Have, yeah. have you let any of that go to your head? Yeah. Like, you know, what's really bothering me about this interview is I don't think you understand like how important it is that I'm here interviewing you. And that's just really weighing on me right now. Uh, I apologize. I just, <laughs> I, it might be because I'm, uh, I'm holding my deal. own microphone and not a stand. Yeah. And I, would feel I like don't know if you know this, but I have like 300 followers on Instagram. And uh, <laughs> that's pretty uh, epic. Yeah, that's but that's they're, kind but of they're organic deal. followers, which is important. It's not like everybody else yeah. who has the bot followers. You have 300 organic followers. Yeah. And, and uh, we all know from the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. It's organic, so it's more expensive. They're still bought. They're yeah. just more expensive. Yeah, but but they call them organic. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Technically, uh, we're not yeah. misleading anybody. Um, you post a lot of pretty cool pictures on your Instagram. Well, I thank you for saying that. Uh, my Instagram has been more dedicated to looking out the window of an airplane than anything else which is really cool i think yeah it's unique it's different um i get a lot of people that kind of hate on me and be like oh it's you're trying to be an artist you're not you need to post more things with you and yourself in it or your friends or your family and eh, it's not that kind of a page yeah it's yeah. it's um if i don't I, know my opinion would be fuck those people yeah so, well yeah. you know i would probably some of them yeah um <laughs> 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 no i just i well, this I is because you haven't seen porn in like two months two yeah. months yeah uh yeah. it's just that i look out the window and i'm gonna be honest and and sincere here for a minute because uh, the rest of the time i haven't been i i see a lot of things i'm fortunate enough to see a lot of things that there's no other way of saying it that just put me in awe and i think that so few people i know that so few people will ever see something like that that I want to capture it and share it. And unfortunately, as amazing 
as cameras are, they don't ever capture the real beauty of what you're looking at with your with your organic eyes. Like I threw that in there. Yeah. Um, well, I think I think a part of that is just because um, you're experiencing something in that moment, right? So that makes it even more beautiful. Yeah, than, and it's and it's yeah. humbling. I mean, you get yeah. this overwhelming feeling of of humility that comes over you, and so. Those are the, the the pictures I try to capture and post for for people to see, and I, I hope they like them. I mean, I've I've broke a hundred likes once or twice, which is very exciting. Wow, for me. I've yeah. never done that. Yeah. So when now, you do, trust me. Yeah. I mean, buy a bottle of nice champagne and yeah. put it in your fridge because when you bust a hundred likes on one picture, you're gonna pop that baby it's open. It's weird how the tables have turned, sir. I thought you were supposed to be impressed with me, and you tell me you've gotten a hundred likes. That's a third of my followers. I, I mean, am impressed with you, Dusty. Yeah, yeah. We were we were at a bar once. I saw you take a leak. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was just the size of the stream. You didn't see where it was coming from. So, <laughs> um, but I I actually think there's something to uh, the pictures that you take though, because they really are pretty, and like it's kind of interesting that people would say like, oh, don't try and be artistic, because like that's yeah. exactly kind of the I think that's the situation you want to maybe try and make things look pretty and beautiful is yeah. like when you're traveling and experiencing something new and absolutely because it motivates people to want to go do that. You know what I mean? Like I, sure. I don't, I don't know. Like when I see stuff like that, it makes me think like, Oh, why am I just like, you know, it, in my living room looking at this picture when I could be out like experiencing things. So yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's what I want to encourage by some of the pictures on my Instagram is just to get up and, and experience the, things that you haven't experienced before yeah and unfortunately um some of the things you're not going to ever experience because you can very few people are going to be at fifty thousand feet looking straight ahead and see night and day uh come together in such contrast but yeah other things they can yeah that's pretty cool i feel like that's um very metaphorical somehow, but I don't really know. No, it, it could be, no, and I'm not smart up. enough. Yeah, I'm not smart <laughs> enough to make a metaphor out of it. But I kid you not, one of these pictures, you got to go and look uh, position at position and hold. Um, yeah, there's. Uh, uh, we're not doing plugs yet, but that's fine. <laughs> is that is that called a plug? <laughs> yeah, just yeah, we call it plugs. That's funny. We say you plug, plug I go right back into something else. Yeah, um, but yeah, but, but yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, because uh, when you're flying eastbound at dusk. You can see the night, which is black, come up, and you still have the sun, which intersects with that. So it's not a fade to light or a fade to dark. It's you got the black, and then it looks like somebody just drew a line and put the day. Yeah. And it's it's I, I don't know what the right word for it. It's just spectacular. It's it's amazing. So can I ask you a serious question? Please. How is that possible when the Earth is flat? Well, <laughs> that's a that's a. I don't even have anything for that because yeah, I, I have two friends that are convinced. I had one friend oh, actually really? ask me to quote. I check this out. Oh, this I is had a buddy amazing. Okay. that crumb, you know, crumb. Yeah. Yeah. Valiant, asked, are you fact checking whether the earth is flat or not? It's definitely nope. flat. It's definitely okay. flat. So, all right. So the earth he is asked flat. me yeah. to quote him. He's like, can you quote me on your airplane? I want to fly from the North pole to the South pole. And I want you to do that for me. How much is that going to cost me? Like, are you freaking kidding me, man? Like, he was dead set. We've seen pictures from the ISS. I have taken pictures that are on my Instagram at Position Hold that you can see 
the Earth curve from certain altitudes at near the equator. It's even more pronounced. It's just how can how can anybody? That's like saying. Well, I won't say that. This is a family podcast, but it's, yeah, it's definitely uh, a like like dysfunctional family podcast. Right, right. But it's yeah. just it's it's absolutely mind blowing that anybody can actually think this this Earth is flat. Plus, yeah. Christopher Columbus is a personal hero of mine. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, that sounds exactly like something a show would say, but that that's cool. Yeah, yeah that's uh, fine. <laughs> do you believe the Earth is flat? Oh, I mean, I believe my abs are flat, so. Um, <sighs> Yeah. So, ergo, the Earth must be flat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I felt like that was just a perfect set way to plug that. But um, you like that word, dude. This is going well. Yeah. <laughs> My jokes are hitting hard today. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> Something else is. Uh, yeah, something else is hitting hard too. I mean, I, yeah, I I more, vo- like, more vodka, please. Where is <laughs> that? Where is that bottle? Well, it's Valiant's job. He's, oh yeah, Valiant. Fact checker. Really not doing some more a very vodka. good. Uh, Oh, he's got like <laughs> he's got like a half an hour more beer, and then he can go get the vodka bottle. Um, so you didn't always want to be a pilot? No, I did definitely, oh, and really? I can trace Even it back like to one event. Oh, I actually okay. had thought about this, and I can trace it back to one event that made me want to be a pilot. Okay, uh, I used to live well, as we discussed, in West Jordan, Utah, and my parents bought this house that uh, had my bedroom on the top floor of this two floor house. And at the time, West Jordan was very much farmland, so you could see quite a ways away. And we had this municipal airport, uh, Salt Lake International Airport, and then like five miles south of that was this little airport called Airport Number Two. And the you could watch, I could watch airplanes take off and land from airport my bedroom window. Number Two, and yeah, that's like, <laughs> that's like the reading groups when you're in like sixth grade, like <laughs> reading group one, reading <laughs> group, group two. two. Yeah, yeah, very creative. I was definitely yeah. in reading group two. Yeah. Uh, but I could see these airplanes take off and land from my from my window, and at night I I could lay there in bed and watch the rotating beacon turn green and then white, and it would light up my room green and white. And so yeah, I got an appreciation for aviation then, and I and I wanted to do it. And um, the uh, yeah, I always wanted to be a pilot. And then when I dated this Mormon girl whose dad didn't think I was Mormon enough for his daughter, but he wanted to be a pilot and he never did. Uh, <laughs> said I could never be a pilot. I went and proved him wrong, and uh, that's how I became a pilot. I like that to prove somebody wrong. <laughs> he thought <laughs> that's actually a true story. He thought too. you were Mormon enough. He thought yeah, you were well, lessman. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Okay. I, 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 didn't, I didn't serve a full time mission. Sh- so yeah, oh, that's uh, interesting. Oh, so you never did the? Uh, no, I, I did. I just didn't finish. Oh, yeah. what uh, what did you do? Where'd you go? Uh, Jackson, Mississippi was the mission. Okay, and when did you start and when did you finish? Uh, I don't remember the dates, but okay. it was in 99, and I started in probably, if I'm guessing, somewhere April 99, and I didn't last very long. I, I Is that when you decided you're not, you weren't Mormon? No, 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 no. That's just when I decided I didn't want to spend all day knocking on doors and bugging people. Uh, well, we all appreciate that. Yeah. 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 You've actually, but then just I, I, you just earned yourself some fans. Well, yeah. did I, because they're going to be disappointed when I tell you two years later, I was a door to door security salesman. So, Oh, really? But I was getting paid for that. So was, that like a, was that a job you were doing while you were like going to BYU? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And when you, uh, started at BYU, was that like, was your major, um, aviation or did it change? No. So when I started BYU, I was just doing my general eds and then I, uh, transferred from BYU to UVU to do the aviation program because BYU didn't have an aviation program in 
UVU and, did. And the degree is in aviation? It's, it's a, it's is a Bachelor of Science degree, yeah. It's okay. a aviation science with a minor in meteorology. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, why mi- minor in meteorology? Because everything about flying, not everything, but weather has so much to do with flying. Okay. And so is that is that a requirement, or you just chose no? It that? was it was just that I all I had to do was take a few extra classes, and it was like, oh, that's easy. I might as well just do it. Uh, so that makes sense. I didn't really care, but uh, it was easy to do. So you're doing corporate stuff now. Did you you were flying private planes at one point though, right? Or am I wrong on that? Like, so like for well, like I, I kind of still am. So I mean, I, okay. I guess I, I'm confused when you say private. What do you mean by that? Um, I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> all corporate airplanes are most corporate airplanes are owned privately. But oh, okay. no, so I I work for a guy. Let me put it this way: Let's say Dusty, your comedy career takes off, which we all know it will. Yeah. And you Obviously, just you yeah. walk into a hundred million dollars. And you say, I'm tired of driving that 405. I earned that $100 million, but that's fine. That's the bill. So (laughs) (laughs) you get $100 million in your bank account, and you decide you want to buy an airplane, and you want to fly all over the world. So you go and buy an airplane for $25 million, all right? Okay. Now, do you know anything about aviation? No, you don't know regulations, uh, permits, and all of the bureaucracy and red tape that go into flying and owning an airplane like that. So you hire a company to manage it for you, a management company. And then they supply pilots. They supply uh, people to look over the maintenance, run the maintenance schedules, uh, get all the permitting, do all of the paperwork to get your operation specifications or your letters of authorization, everything you need to run the airplane and keep within the regulated federal government's regulations for doing so. So that's... The com- that kind of company is what I work for. But the guy that owns the airplane, he's a he, very wealthy man, very humble, very nice man, by the way. Uh, he decided to buy an airplane, and he did this. He hired a management company to manage the airplane for him, and I'm employed by that management company. But the guy that owns it is the one that pays me, if that makes sense. Okay. So, um, so do you really only fly for that? that one man then or like do, do you get contracted out to other people on so the side it's funny you ask that so uh right now we're just flying him or some of his associates or his family we are because we just bought this new airplane he just bought it in march and it's undergoing all of this red tape i was telling you about all this paperwork conformity to, to become a chartered aircraft and once it becomes a chartered aircraft he can choose and will to charter it out to other people when he's not using it. Oh, okay. And then then, you'll still fly it then? Yeah. Okay. I'm married to that aircraft. Whenever that airplane's in the air, I'm on it. Oh, that's cool. Are you Mm. the captain captain? Yes. Oh, that's cool. the, The lead captain. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's all right. No, I mean... I mean, it looks good on a business card, but at the end of the day, it just means you work harder and don't get paid much more for it. Oh, Okay. But I appreciate the responsibility yeah. of being the I mean, captain. There's I'm fortunate enough to have... Accolades, right? Like, what? I mean, I mean, there's accolades to it. Like, you feel sure. like... Sure. Okay. Yeah. But I'm lucky enough to have the guy that's sitting next to me uh, to be a very competent man, and, and he's... Uh, we the call, 65-year-old? Yeah, he's a great guy. Great guy. Um, he knows more about aviation than I'll, I'll ever forget. But uh, he, he has no ego. He's great to fly with, and, and it's great because now you really have two captains on the airplane, not just one. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, and it's staffed by um, more the people, too, right? I mean, like, uh, 
is there like a stewardess? They're called flight attendants, Dusty. Come on. It's 2000. You know, you know, you know, what's funny about you saying that is I was trying to like figure out w- like which one was like the offensive word, like flight attendant or stewardess. It's definitely stewardess. Is that the, yeah. the offensive yeah, one? That's, God damn uh, it. I was trying to say the one that was least offensive. <laughs> I don't know if you were going for that intentionally. No, I didn't. I really no, wasn't. Okay. I just didn't know which one was which. No, yeah. Flight okay. attendants. Yeah. They're, they're great. They're awesome. I guess that makes sense because stewardess, like there's a connotation to stewardess, right? Like back in the day they used to, like they were kind there of expected is, to do. I, I don't get it. If anybody out there is listening could tell me why that's so offensive i'd leave a comment because i'd love to know why uh yeah i don't know i think it's just a i think it's just a feminist thing really i don't really know to be completely honest they're great though they offer such an awesome service just to just to the flight crew not 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 to the passengers but just to the flight crew that, that they take such a load off of our shoulders oh really like what like what too. do they do that makes your job better well they specifically they can be the buffer between the passengers and the flight crew. So like if there's turbulence or something and then yeah, they're t- like questions, turbulence, down. uh, okay. necessities, needs, any, anything. I mean, there's so many things. Peanut butter, jelly sandwich. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when we fly it, on charters, when we charter the airplane, uh, it, it'll always have a flight attendant on it. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Do you, um, so, I mean, you haven't always been with this, this airplane and this, uh, guy right you've this guy i've been with for four years the airplane is brand new he just bought it in march okay and so yeah this is a new airplane to us in fact uh valiant well next time he gets up wants to grab it it's right there and i can show it to you valiant please get up valiant please just our fact valiant please fact check and go do something useful yeah. It's don't, awkward don't, with don't, you just listening. Don't forget the vodka. Yeah, move faster. Valiant's a good please. guy. We're really lucky to have Valiant here. He is. He's, yeah. like, he's like our stewardess for this podcast. Oh. I found that offensive. He found <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so here it is. You're a beautiful stewardess. Here, here it is. Uh, it's called, uh, this particular one is a super mid. This it, is the one you fly? This is the one I fly. Yeah, this is actually the one I fly with. The, it's a, for those of you that can't see, it's I know, a, I get a model. A one thirty second model of the actual airplane with its and it's painted and it's very detailed. It's it's the company Gulfstream made this for us when we bought the airplane. It's a pretty so big looking plane. It, it is. It and, and it's very impressive. I mean, we're flying next Monday to Paris in it. And is that a that's a you don't have to stop for that trip. One stop. One stop. One stop. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Have you ever flown with any, um, before this guy, have you ever flown with any crazy people? Oh, man. So, well, even with this guy, his old <laughs> airplane, we used to charter it, um, and we would have all sorts of crazy people. We, we flew a lot of celebrities, um, and unfortunately, you get the ones that probably shouldn't be in private airplanes, uh, that, that are in private airplanes. Thank you, Valley. What do you mean by that? Well, they just really haven't been in the scene long enough to understand or appreciate the rules and regulations and professionalism that requires from flying a private airplane. Uh, so they're trying so, to part it, like well, Wolf of Wall yeah. Street did it a little bit. Yeah, maybe? exactly. Um, right. I've had a, a couple of times celebrities come up to the flight deck and offer us, the flight crew, cocaine, marijuana, um, all sorts of things. That, and you've obviously I mean, never taken it. No, of course not. And nor do I want to. Uh, but why would why, why would you if you're flying in an airplane would you want your pilot all of a sudden to get high in the middle of your flight? I mean, 
I don't know. Is that rhetorical or? No, I'm just, I'm maybe, just, maybe, <laughs> I mean, obviously a no, couple I'm of people. I, do, I don't, I, yeah, please don't do the cocaine while you're flying. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and, and it's, it puts us in a very awkward situation. You know, we, we don't appreciate that. Oh so. man. I wish, I know that there's no way you could give me names, but maybe off air you could. No, I, I've, no, no, I don't okay. think so. It no. would be appropriate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Non disclosure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, uh, whatever. Liar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. But yeah, you you do get the crazies. Um, you know, what, but that so comes like with the territory. Offering you drugs and stuff. At, like, have you had anyone do anything crazy, like trying to bone down, like in the plane while you're flying it and stuff? Uh, if by bone down you mean coitus, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I watch so a lot of 30 Rock. Yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, guarantee you this. Anybody that listens to this podcast has no idea what coitus means. That's just. Uh, oh, it, <laughs> it means whoopee. <laughs> oh, Goldberg. Got it. Yeah. All right. Well, so no, I mean, isn't that from Mall Rats? You remember Mall Rats back in the day? Uh, you're very old. Oh, I I'm am, kidding. I you're not, you're not that much older than me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, yes, that's happened. Yeah. I, we, we've seen some pretty interesting things with yeah. some pretty interesting people. Would you be willing to discuss the craziest thing that's happened on this aircraft? Or is that the too... The craziest thing that's happened... I've been fortunate that nothing insanely crazy, nothing that's made me die. No one's gotten stung by a stingray and gotten peed on? No. Okay. No. Um, or wait, no, is that a... I had somebody, I had somebody propose on the airplane. Oh, that's And I've cool. had that's a very cool. well-known celebrity throw a temper tantrum because his blanket was tucked in too hard and threw a fit came up to the cockpit and insisted that we turn the airplane around because he wasn't going to fly with his flight crew because they tucked in his blanket too hard i've had that happen dude his mom was a weak tucker and you know that's what happens when you grow up with weak tucks yeah, yeah, and then you get a then you get a real tuck on an airplane, and fucking that's it. It's all about the real You're tuck. Done. Yeah, it's dude. all about the real tuck. Yeah, dude, and we're talking, we're talking bedsheet tuck, not. Yeah. We're talking about George Costanza tuck, not drag race tuck. You know what that's I'm saying? Right. So, man, I hope nobody was a wiener. I hope nobody at work with is listening to this and can say well, you shouldn't be. Yeah, things, that's yeah. actually true. What? There's there's roughly forty people that listen to it. Oh, and I'm I think safe, uh, yeah. I think thirty nine of those are my mom. So uh, you're fine, dude. Oh, Don't okay. worry. The other one's my mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we we established that that relationship's terrible, and that explains a lot uh, about you. So yeah, but yeah, I mean, there's always crazy people. There's always a lot of nice people. You know, it's funny when you're talking about celebrities. Uh, that the ones that you think will disappoint you are the ones that surprise you, and the ones that you think will surprise you are the ones that are disappointing. That's interesting. So uh, when you say celebrities, um, is there a difference between, let's say, like movie star celebrity or like uh, musician celebrity? Or Not have you had me. a lot of experience between I've had those? lots of experience with both of, them, both okay. of those, yeah. And um, so they're... they're um, I guess like one's not more of a diva than the other. Generally, no, not if, if talking about genres between music and mm-hmm. movie. No, no. Um, but it's funny you say diva. And one person has popped into my head. Uh, that might have been the craziest actually. That yeah, you bring dude, it up. Tom Cruise. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah that, <laughs> <laughs> actually, funny. Well, dude, he's, very like, nice. if, like, he's very nice. Yeah. Oh, oh, you met him and he's yeah, nice. Okay, yeah, he's cool. Very nice guy. All right. Huh. Um, but I if if you're gun to the head, 
probably vocalists, musicians are are more that's what I would likely guessed. to give you an issue. Yeah, yeah. I would have guessed that. I yeah. think, and I don't know what it is about that. Like, I feel like uh, oh, I think I know. Yeah, I think it's well, because with movie actors, actors and actresses, usually the studios are paying for those lights, and so they don't want to upset the studio. Whereas in musicians, uh, they're, they're paying for it. Yeah, the rock stars they want to do drugs and do rock stars. Oh. They, they don't give a crap who's paying for it. Well, I think there's something that, like, um, I think rock stars and athletes in particular, and uh, or, like, vocalists and athletes in particular, was that a kick from the... Yeah, that was all fuck. Okay, got it. <laughs> I just want to make sure you're okay. No, I'm good. Um, here's my theory is uh, they've they've had their talent from a young age, and they've been praised for it oh. their entire life. And so they've gotten special treatment their entire life where like when you're an actor, it's like nobody knows you're a good actor until you, you've made it. You I, know what I mean? I think I agree with that. That's very interesting perspective. Yeah. That's, so like, yeah. like, um, you know, lo- like LeBron James is a, a person that like you can sorry, go who? and, uh, he's, he's a sports pers- oh. person of color and <laughs> that's probably why you don't know him. And, uh, <laughs> Definitely. Utah. Yeah, and, right. uh, yeah. <laughs> we still have black and white TVs. Yeah. Um, and uh like uh on camera you always see him being respectful and like people always praise him and stuff but you can like find these stories of like there was like this famous baker who like is one of the best bakers in the united states or like okay. one of the you know most renowned bakers like in the baker united. like oven baking okay baking and uh sent lebron james a cake for his birthday just out of the blue did lebron didn't order it or this anything. is a real story yeah yeah oh, okay this this is something i read online okay. i don't know if, who, who knows if it's actually true Valuable. and uh so like sent lebron this cake and then like lebron tried it and like sent it back to him like because, because he, was he didn't disappointed. like it yeah he didn't like it and like that's crazy even if you didn't like it but do you think lebron really sent it back or do you think just somebody May- on his yeah staff? i mean that's true that's true it could have just been like staff member or something but i don't know yeah, like rude. to me like stories like that are that that makes sense to me like with an athlete like that yeah. especially like if you come from um from a background of just being praised all the time for your greatness then i think that like I think you just don't some. appreciate things. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Like if I were to be put on an, a private airplane, I, man, I would be sucking the privates, the pilot's dick yeah. all the way there. Well, just, and that's what they want. Uh, yeah. That, that, that's that's yeah. kind of what we expect. They're, they're like, <laughs> Either that or give us a tip when we yeah. land. Yeah. Would you, would you like cocaine <laughs> or a blowjob? And I'll um, tell you what, I'll take the please don't tell time. my dad that I said that, but, uh, Oh no, he he was offering him too, so it's good. Yeah, yeah he definitely <laughs> now, wasn't. Bad in aviation. Yeah, he That's he right. builds airplane engines. He's actually very well known in the community as as a very respected. He is. Man. At one point, I don't know what it is anymore. I know that when I was uh, younger, at one point he was one of four people in the world doing a specific type of like high performance airplane oh. engine, and. Um, yeah, he's very, very well respected he in is. that community, and I can, I can echo that. I, I know his name not only yeah. from just from knowing you. Well, you know his last name because you know my last name, so that's. But uh, what? Well, yes, that is true. Yeah. What I'm trying to say <laughs> is, 
<laughs> Anyhow, uh, it, it's very interesting how many people that we wouldn't ever suspect has a tie to this industry really does. Yeah, it's it, it's really cool, actually. And um, I'm hoping, I, I was thinking about it, like, uh, especially after I asked you to be on my podcast, it's like, why don't I ask people that, like, he knows as well, you know, like, aerobatic oh gosh, type yeah. guys and stuff, like. You know, I think people would be interested because that's not like something that people really hear a lot about. Like an aerobatic stuff is fucking nuts, dude. Like and and the talent we're talking about LeBron James. I'm sorry. LeBron James is talented, but he doesn't have the talent that somebody like Kirby has or right. or any uh, of these. Sean, Sean Tucker. Sean been, Tucker. Yeah. Amazing like, example. Yeah. He's like the godfather of right. aerobatics. Right. And my dad's been doing his engine for and Forever, he's such a nice so. guy. Have you, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've had the opportunity to meet Sean before. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, fl- I've flown with him a few times. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That is so cool. When, I mean, when I was a kid. Not, yeah, but not still, I mean, recently, but yeah. Valiant, uh, our fact checker here, and I, and his, his yeah, lovely fact wife, fact that I was, and, and my yeah. ex, the bitch, uh, we all got to meet all of these. <laughs> 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 if you're listening to Lizzie, I'm just the joking. Bitch. <laughs> hey, fact check she's whether like, she's a bitch. <laughs> Are you drinking well, a kombucha? Valiant can tell you. He doesn't need a fact check. Is he drinking a kombucha? <laughs> He's drinking a kombucha. Why did you move from beer to kombucha? Charcoal activated kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we had the opportunity to, to meet uh, Sean Tucker and yeah, a lot of these nice other guy, yeah. aerobatic pilots. And and man, let me tell you, not only are they extremely talented, they're extremely humble men. Oh, yeah. And they, they have every right not to be humble, and they are. Yeah. And well, I, I don't know. I think that they're um, – the cool thing about something like aerobatics or like the Red Bull air racers, like think people that do the Rest stuff in like peace. That. Yeah. Red Bull's done. I don't yeah, know if you know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But yeah. – uh, um, like the people that do that or did that, um, it's it's like they're they're badass people. Like they're like not to be like super sexist, but they're fucking men, right? Like th- yeah. that's like some ballsy ass shit. Yeah. And they really didn't get paid very much to do it. So well, it's a labor of love. Yeah, they're they're doing it because they're badass. And I think that if if you get into something that you're doing that's that dangerous and um you have to be that talented to do it's like there can't really be a lot of ego because you're not getting like the money or the love or the you know like i'm sure they get a lot of chicks though i mean i've probably. seen some of those guys in the after yeah. party. i mean r.i.p hannes arch that dude was a right. very good looking Hannes guy dude, yeah. and uh i, I think actually he was saw hannes at a party i don't think it was with you it was when it was up at fleet week uh, in san francisco and i and i ran into him at an after party that I was working for a company called Greco, and we were doing all the power and air for for the company, and uh, so he was there, and he had the most beautiful woman. Yeah, I actually think he either uh, had a long term girlfriend or something like that who was beautiful, but you can't, you'll never be able to convince me that in that guy's lifetime he did not just slay. Fucking woman. I think he still does. Yeah, yeah. I think he still does. He's ju- he's getting angels. Wouldn't left you, and dude? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. He's yeah. Uh, but you're right, though. I mean, there's just like something about those guys that, like, even when you see, like, if you were to meet them and you didn't know what they did, you would just know, like, holy shit, this guy, like, yeah. this guy, does he commands respect. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you know any comedians that command respect? Because I'm sure there's a lot of them. I mean, I know of a few. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, th- well, I think that like, maybe it's the same in, in every, um, career. Um, I don't, I don't know how you feel about like what you do. I mean, you're obviously a captain, so you walk around, 
I don't respect you personally, but that's My because I know you well. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just know the you swings, well, yeah. so it's just, you know, maybe if I didn't know you that well when I saw you walking down the street, maybe I would feel that big dick energy. Yeah. But uh, I know you swinging. well. It's a big yeah. swing of dick. Yeah. But um, there's just certain people that, like, you see them do their thing or, like, you see them, yeah, you just, like, you feel it. There's just a certain energy. And, uh, like, there's even a few people that come to mind in San Diego who I think are going to be very big names in comedy. Do you want to do a shout-out right now? Because I'd love to hear somebody's name. uh, Well, there's one guy who's already, like, pretty big that I've met and did a podcast with um, on another podcast. His name's Zoltan. Zoltan. And he's a freaking monster. And he's actually the nicest person in the world. Uh, Actually, he's almost soft-spoken, but just, like, they're... I found that, if I could interrupt, I found that with comedians. A lot of comedians are soft-spoken. Yeah, I even find that. Uh, um, well, I mean, I, you've known me for a while, yeah. so you kind of know how I am. But uh, I actually find myself to be pretty introverted unless I have a microphone in front of my face or unless I've known somebody for a while. That's very true. And yeah. Chris, what was Chris's last name? Chris, creepy Chris from Coffee Bean. Who's Chris. no, 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 the Chris. comedian. Anyways, he's very soft spoken. And then when I found out he was doing comedy, I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. And he's actually pretty funny. Yeah. But, but uh, not as funny as Hugh Dusty. Oh, I mean, I'm hilarious. You people know. I'm hey, actually one of these guys you know I'm talking about. Is I got to like tell I'm you. Like a monster. Yeah. I got to tell you right now, I still use one of your jokes, and I still give you credit every time I use it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's, it's the chickpea and the hummus, or the chickpea and the garbanzo bean joke. Oh, that's not even my joke, dude. Dude, a, I just remember you telling me that joke, joke at, yeah. at Red Bull Air Races, by the way. Yeah. It's funny how that all ties in together. Yeah. And I still use that joke to this day, and people think it's the most funny thing. I'm like, I heard it from my friend. It's Nasty. the best. Uh, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> like, when it comes to, like, those types of jokes, like, that's I put that in the category of, like, so-and-so walks into a bar kind of a joke. Just, like, something. But it's brilliant. It's a brilliant yeah. joke. It's a... Uh, that and, and, and the rooster. What is the rooster joke? What's the difference know. between the lesbian and the rooster? Did I tell or no, that the, joke? The, the, the hooker and the rooster. Did I tell that what? joke? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't remember it. I don't one even know says cockle doo doo The other one says any cockle doo. That sounds like something I would say, jokes. but I don't know. I, I don't really know. Um, Bad joke. No, yeah, it's an <laughs> awful joke, but it's good at the same time. Uh I think that, yeah, there's something about, like, certain types of people. You just know that they're, like, good at what they do. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, I th- yeah, I like that. Like, I like, uh, and I like when they're soft-spoken and humble and stuff like that, too. Like, Zoltan um, was the example I gave. And then there's some people that are uh, that are coming up right now. That There's this one guy, Mike Bentley, who is in San Diego, and he's only been doing comedy for, like, a very very not even a year i think all right and he's just like a monster already and he's the nicest person he's like i love promo- hearing that he promotes everybody else's comedy stuff and he's Man, like a monster that. himself you know like it's just it's pretty cool so it, it's funny that you say that and, I, and i'm not even trying to be funny now because you talk about the monsters of aviation mm-hmm. the really talented pilots the old school pilots the ones who were doing you know like chuck yeagers or all them and uh they're all assholes. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I mean pilots typically are assholes because we all think that our shit doesn't stink and that we're doing some something yeah. nobody else. I, guess, I mean, I guess that could be true. The, I think the um the I don't really see it so much because uh because of who my dad is. So like different job, right? Like know. so yeah, I think that uh anytime somebody in aviation. 
like usually they they know who my dad is and when i meet them it's through like oh, my dad you know like and so everybody's always nice to me next time you're at san diego international and you're waiting at gate three for your flight to denver or vegas walk up and talk to one of those pilots and just watch his ego explode he'll love it just be like yeah. oh i've always wanted to be a pilot and just watch his ego yeah. explode that I mean, that, I, that is, uh, I, I can see that though. Like, uh, like it's kind of like you were, you were saying earlier when, um, we were talking about comedy and you were like, Oh, the balls it takes to like do comedy. Like I, I kind of feel it a little bit when people say that too, but also I kind of know it's bullshit cause it really only takes balls to do it once or twice. And then once you get those under your belt, then it really doesn't, it's just kind of like you're doing it. Do you, you get nervous I mean? still when you go on stage? Yeah, for sure. I get nervous, but it's not like. Not like Pe- it was. It's not petrifying. Yeah. No. Like the first time was absolutely horrible because I didn't know what to expect. But after that, it was just kind of like, even when I bomb, it's like. Do you okay. bomb often? I mean, I can't. Really... I, haven't, I haven't bombed for a while. Yeah, um, I, I, I I've had bad, like what I would consider a bad set. But like. Maybe that's my question. What yeah. is a bomb to Dusty Tunnel? When, uh, so the, <laughs> the biggest bomb I've had in the last uh, well, since I started doing comedy, it was actually at a black club, and it was in well, it was in Studio City. It was this jazz club, and it was like it was literally it was just like it's all black audience. Oh, cool! And uh, they like to laugh, and uh, they do, but not at my jokes that night. And well, just don't mention Seinfeld, and you'll be all right. I think I think it was even more petrifying because like everybody that went on stage before me and after me were like very animated. Everybody loved him. And then when I went on stage, it was like, I mean, they were very nice. They didn't like boo me or anything, but it was kind of like awkward. Like, no, please get this guy off the stage. And even when I got off was the that stage. Was just your perception? No. Even when I got off the stage, I had people come up and tell me, hey, dude, don't worry about it. It's yeah. comedy. And nights like this happen. So they were very nice to me. There was just like something about, but it, but I learned a lot from it. Um, in the sense of like there is a difference between that type of like club and like the type of clubs I did historically because like I do a lot of wordplay and stuff like that and uh that particular like a jazz type of club like that's a very upbeat like I'm a dry comedy kind of guy so if I go in uh, and I've been in situations like that before or since then and I've learned that like dude you gotta just amp the energy up you gotta move around a little bit you gotta like work with the crowd, and and I and I do fine now, right? Like, but um, I can see that. I can see the amount of energy that the comedian mm-hmm. displays on stage is a direct result of the amount of energy that he would get from the audience. Yeah, for sure. And then just yeah, I mean, like the fact that it was just uh, you know like very jazzy, and I mean, I said black, and that makes it sound sort of racial, but it's just like it's the environment. No, it's descriptive. It's not. Yeah, racial. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, but yeah, I just fucking ate shit, and I felt terrible that night. Like I felt like, dude, should I even be doing this kind of a deal? But you bounced back. Yeah, yeah, and and I've had bad nights too, where I've only gotten maybe a co- like a chuckle here and there, and then the rest of it was pretty just. Do you think that has more to do with where you're where you're performing as to who you're performing for? Um, I think there's a lot of different. It's always. I think it's complicated. I think that uh, that. Um, yeah, I think that people are looking for a specific type of thing, and you should know what they're looking for before you deliver your jokes. So I think a lot of it is on me if I bomb. 
Um, gotcha. But sometimes you you know you watch like five comedians eat shit and then you go eat shit and then you're like well maybe this crowd just wasn't into comedy tonight you know like uh, yeah i don't really know do you have a a set list if you will like i'm gonna i'm gonna tell this series of jokes for this audience and maybe a different audience you tell a different series of jokes um yeah i try i try to do that a little bit um but i've probably only got uh, I've scrapped a lot of the stuff that I used to do in the past. So probably right now I've only got 20 to 25 minutes worth of stuff. So depending on how long gotcha. the set I'm doing, you know, like I may just be doing, be doing stuff regardless of who's, or maybe I'm trying to do some crowd work to fill some time. Are you constantly working on new material or is it kind of just come? I try to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of weird. I like, I've noticed because the last year I've really started grinding, trying to do, the comedy consistently and I and I try and keep myself around creative people who are doing comedy and that really helps with that kind of creative aspect of it gotcha. um but I find myself getting in like sort of unhealthy places like ruts I guess like I get find myself getting sure. in ruts you got to make sure I um changing things in my regular life to gotcha. get out of it but we're i mean i think we all it happens to us all it's probably really nice to be traveling all over the place like you are because like you're constantly experiencing new things oh my gosh yes yeah thanks for meeting new people because me, i was getting really bored with the comedy thing yeah 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 <laughs> no it was it was really starting to turn into the <laughs> no no to like, the, uh patrick mcfart shit and, am uh, i am i the interviewer yeah. I, I didn't mean to do that i was just no, I'm no, actually I, really very interested in, in comedy yeah because um, it's I something i don't think i could ever do and I respect people that can go up on stage. I think anyone could do it. Put try themselves. It. N- well, okay, sure. Anybody can go yeah. up there and try it. But to to put yourself on stage and, and and risk bombing, as you put it, takes a lot more guts than I have. So yeah. I respect people that can do comedy. That's sure. Yeah, I get it. I I think once you like experience it a couple times, then it's like because like what's the worst that happens? Is it, like, is it similar to bombing? a date because I'm very familiar with that. Uh, actually, it probably is. Okay. Well then maybe I'd be honest. good at comedy. I mean, yeah. cause yeah. yeah, I never get a like second you, date. You feel kind of shitty. After yeah. That. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I'm used to that. So yeah. it's, it doesn't even face yeah. me. So maybe, yeah. maybe I, I, forget, I forget who it is. There's like a comedian that, uh, it, one of his jokes is something like, um, you know, he talks about like being in a band and like, if, uh, you know, if like the crowd doesn't like the performance, it's like you have all these different things you can blame it on. Like, the guitarist or the drummer right. or like uh, they just weren't in sync together. But if you're a comedian and you go up there and you bomb, the audience is telling you they don't like you as a person. Well, that's what's and great that, about being a pilot. Cause if we do, if we bomb at a landing, we just blame that shit on the weather. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually working on this joke with a, I don't, well, I think you know this or maybe you don't. Uh, I know that my listeners do cause I've talked about this a couple of times. Uh, my sister died trying to get her pilot's license. That's right. I'm so very I, sorry. Uh, no, it's we're going into a joke now. Okay. You don't have to be sad. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I mean it's sad, but uh, so I'm like working on a joke where like, um, and the premise is, and I'm trying to work out the wording exactly, but like part part of the joke is going to be something along the lines of like, uh, she died pursuing her dreams of becoming a pilot, and now I'm pursuing my dream of being a stand-up comedian. Uh, the difference is like. When my jokes don't land, um, I get to try again tomorrow. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> I see where you go with that. It's, yeah, it's super fucked up. Uh, it's super fucked up. But that's yeah. what I've realized comedy is. It's 
being yeah. able to laugh at super fucked up things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I love the fact that you're in a place with this that you can joke about it. But yeah, have yeah. you used it yet in, in, in uh, live? The the only thing I've used is the, the other part of the joke is like um, I say something uh, along the lines of like a man came up to me and told me like, oh, that that's what happens when a woman tries to be a pilot. <laughs> And uh, and my response is like, dude, it's 2019, and if you're gonna stand here and tell me that a woman can't transition to a man and become a mediocre <laughs> pilot, you're out of your mind. Can we talk about this for a minute? I yeah, feel like absolutely. This is an important yeah. segue. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to work with uh, a few female pilots, and uh, I'm sorry. Can they parallel park the plane? <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Nobody can parallel park an airplane. Um, but listen, I, I three years ago, I had a stigma against female pilots, and it all went back to flight school because the female pilots in flight school flirted, and they got the best airplanes, they got the best hours, they got the best instructors, and it drove me crazy. But now that I'm well into my career and I'm working with these professional women, they are amazing. And mm. I am so grateful that I've had the chance to – to rub shoulders and, and and to fly with with some of these women. There's one in particular. Uh, I'm not going to shoulders name aren't it. the only thing you're rubbing. But that's fine. well. No, uh, 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 we'll no, go we'll back to the whole striking out of the dating thing yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, but no, that they're, they're great, and I I risk saying that they might even be better pilots than men. Yeah. Um, they're probably more they attentive. Had to, they had to work. So, uh, they had to. Well, the Asian ones are. <laughs> uh, they they. <laughs> Was that bad? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just saying that they have to work so hard to prove themselves that because um, it's like a male-dominated yes, field. Yes, and yeah. and I, I'm grateful that I've been humbled to, yeah. to the female pilots, and we have quite a few of them working for the company I work for, and they're all great. They're oh, all great. Cool. Do you think they get offered as much cocaine as you do? Um, probably not cocaine, but I think they get offered other things. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know they do. Uh, Dude, that's, yeah, that's unfortunate actually, but... <laughs> uh, I wouldn't mind getting offered... Um, yeah, but you're a man. Yeah, you're just but... just a chauvinistic man, so... Um, yeah, but still, I mean, somebody wanted to offer me a gratuity of pleasure. I wouldn't... I yeah. Wanna, yeah. Let's stop right now. Let's... Okay, moving on. Yeah. Well, we're uh, we're actually at what I oh. I normally uh, I, unless there's some things you want to hit on. No, has it been sixty four minutes? Really, it's been almost sixty five. Yeah, and I haven't finished this vodka yet. That's a damn shame. Well, you've oh the entire bottle. Yeah, you're well, I got halfway you're through the bottle. You finished an entire <laughs> bottle of vodka. I got halfway through the bottle. <laughs> damn, uh, and you're you are a pilot, so uh, well, go. that's what pilots do best. Yeah. We tell oh, bad jokes and we, gray goose because you fly. Oh, that's very. That's very clever. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. Uh, what do you do for work? Uh, yeah. Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having me, Dusty. It's, yeah. been, it's been a pleasure. Let's plug your uh, Instagram one more time. Oh, at position and hold. Love to have a few more followers. Yeah. Um, I'm actually surprised that um, you hashtag your stuff. Uh, what's what's that? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just. I'm Is surprised. that a dollar sign thing? Yeah. Okay. Dude, that's uh. No, I have to a little dollar bit. sign thing. The <laughs> what we call it a pound. Yeah, pound, back, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's yeah. It's the English dollar sign. Yeah. Yeah. Pound. Okay. I love a follower too. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually surprised that you don't have more people following because they're pretty cool pictures. Well, I thank think. you. Yeah. I appreciate that. So, um, pos- position and hold. Position and hold. Yeah. Anything else you would? 
No, well, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, Valiant. You know, we we haven't heard from Valiant. He's also an aviator, by the way. Yeah, I'd like to give one minute to Valiant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's a helicopter pilot, so go easy on him. Yeah. He says no. He, he is a helicopter pilot. He's been hovering over this episode the entire fucking time. But um, nailed All it. right. Well, thanks, Dusty. It's been fun. All right. Thanks, Patrick. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> That's it. Dude, that was the episode. How dope was that? How nice was it to change it up and listen to somebody who does um, a very interesting job just kind of talk about it? And now you know captains are just regular guys like the rest of us who uh, actually they're better than us because you they refuse cocaine on airplanes. And um, that takes courage, I think. That would be a difficult thing to do. But, uh, yeah, that was Patrick McPartland. Um, Instagram is at position and hold, all one word. Check him out um, on Instagram. It'd be cool if it if it blew up. Uh, it kind of seems like it should to me because the pictures are pretty rad. And he travels all over the place. So, um, yeah, check it out. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, man, you guys are great. Uh I don't know if you're telling people to listen or what, but it does seem this podcast seems to slowly still uh, be gaining traction and I, and I appreciate it. And I know it's because the, um, because of you guys. And, uh, so yeah, um, if you do like the podcast, please subscribe to it. Tell your friends about it. Tell me about it. Um, and if you have any, uh, questions you'd like to hear discussed on the podcast or you'd like to be on the podcast yourself, reach out to me, send me a message. Um, Either text me if you have my number. Uh, find me on social media, uh, Dusty K Tunnel on Twitter and Instagram. Dusty Tunnel on Facebook. Obviously, Tunnel is spelled with two L's. And uh, DustyTunnel.com, top right corner of the page, there is a contact link, and you can shoot me a message there, too. Um, yeah, per usual, I, I just really appreciate you guys, and... Um, And I hope you uh, continue to listen and enjoy and grow and do all these things with me. All right. I love you. Bye.